Welcome to the Spiritual Intelligence Podcast, Awakening Your Inner Power with Daniel Martinez Stahl, where we will explore, discover, and integrate different aspects of our spiritual and human nature so that we can all thrive and live life with more grace and ease instead of struggle. Welcome to the Spiritual Intelligence Podcast once again. My name is Daniel Martinez-Stahl, and today I'm going to be discussing with you something that I want to do for two different reasons. I'm going to be going over some recommendations for how to get the most out of a life beyond form spiritual journey. And this could include a past life regression, an in-between life session, uh, life between live session, which is fundamentally the same thing, just a different name for the same thing, and or a conversation with your spirit guides or your spiritual team, or a metaphoric journey through a spiritual journey led by your guides and or your higher self. So the reason that I want to do this is twofold. First and foremost, I think that it would be very helpful for me to describe for you how to get the most out of this experience, have it be something you decide to do with me or through someone else. And secondly, which is more for a selfish reason, I want to create a recording that I can share with people that have decided to work with me to help them uh, get some information and save some time so that we don't have to spend so much time going back and forth and going over these things in our uh, preparation call where I can focus more on the preparation call to the individual and the questions that they have, as opposed to providing uh, kind of general or generic information that I would share with most people. All of the conversations that I do have with people tend to be tailor-made, so I don't always say the same things. So I've been really reluctant to make these recordings. Um, however, I am finding myself spending a lot of time going over a lot of the same material with people. So I've decided to create this recording and to share it with you in this podcast, because it will give you a really good understanding of how to get the most out of these types of experiences. If this is something you decide to do in the near future or later on in your life, as always, I'm open to answer any questions that you might have. Feel free to reach out to me and contact me at lifebeyondform.com. Um, and let's go from there. I'm going to try and uh, do this as smoothly as possible, though I'm sure I'm going to make some mistakes along the way. So please bear with me. I'm not going to be able to edit this too much um, because, again, I'm doing a recording on video and I haven't really gotten into editing and clipping videos. So when I do the video recordings, I like doing it uh, free flow and, and continuous. So please bear with me, uh, any mistakes that I make. Um, but nonetheless, let's get started. So a spiritual regression uh, typically is oftentimes referred to as an aspect of hypnotherapy. And I really don't like using the term hypnotherapy for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, hypnosis is a term that is not really well understood by uh, society at large. There's a lot of misunderstandings, misconceptions, and a lot of it is um, resulting from movies or media or stage hypnotists 
um, things of that nature that really pro provide or produce uh, a false notion of what hypnosis is. So a definition of hypnosis that I've always liked is the utilization of a trance state for a mutually agreed outcome. And what this basically means is that all hypnosis is, is a utilization of a trance state. Now, a trance state is nothing more than what you go into every day when you're reading a book, when you're daydreaming about something, when you're remembering a childhood memory, when you're watching a movie. Um, if you listen intently to somebody, you will fall into a state of trance. Um, these are all different levels of trance. And uh, hypnosis would utilize, quote unquote, that state of trance for a mutually agreed outcome. And I emphasize the mutually agreed because, again, a lot of people have the misidea or the misperception that hypnosis is something that happens to them and that they're out of control, which is never the case. Hypnosis, you're always in control. You are the one that decides and determines how deep you go, how much you let go, um, how far you allow yourself to go into your own state of relaxation. Um, uh, a hypnotherapist would provide or produce some suggestions that, again, are tailored to help you and assist you to accomplish whatever task or goal or outcome you were looking to accomplish. And those suggestions and those um, recommendations are, again, something that you would either accept invite or reject. And you are the one that's in control 100% of the time. Um, the term that I prefer to use is actually a guided meditation. I think that the work that I do is more in line with people's idea of a guided meditation than it is hypnotherapy. And the reason that I say this again is because the idea of therapy is something that I've always had a lot of resistance uh, for. I um, grew up in a household with uh, a psychiatrist as a father, a psychologist or a psychotherapist as a mother who became a clinical director. And so I grew up with a lot of therapy in, in, in my environment and in my life. Um, and I never liked the relationship between a therapist and a patient. That whole relationship is something that I never really cared for. Um, I do write a little bit about this in my first blog on my website. Feel free to read about that a little bit. I don't want to go into that here because it's really not, not, um, not the subject or the topic at hand. But the reason that I don't like therapy is because I want to empower you to recognize that you are never broken. There is nothing ever wrong with you. You have innate well-being, innate mental health, and innate peace of mind as a default part of who you are. And the only thing that keeps you away from experiencing that more often or keeps us away from experiencing it more often are the innocent ideas that we believe to be true, our, our uh, beliefs, our limitations, the thoughts that we have that we believe to be true in the moment would cover all of these other categories. And so 
we innocently uh, create a false sense of separation from our own um, our own innate well-being. I want to emphasize that in the work that I do. And so these spiritual journeys, though they are incredibly powerful, they inevitably will result in healing on many different levels, many of which neither you or I will understand. Um, it reaches multiple levels of your existence and different at different dimensional levels, which we don't understand um, as humans in our um, role of living in this form that we're in right now. Um, so the healing is incredibly powerful. It goes across a number of different levels of your experience, of your awareness. However, there is no therapy as such. I'm not going to give you suggestions or ideas or exercises or techniques. And this follows in line with the work that I do as a coach as well. Um, that's not really the intention of the work that I do. And again, you can read about that on my website if you're interested in looking more at that. But with regards to the spiritual journey, the reason that I'm really attracted to this form of work is because what I do is I work as a facilitator. I help you to go into a deep state of relaxation so that you can expand your awareness, relax your body, and allow yourself to connect to your inner uh, spiritual self and also to your spiritual team, however that is comprised. And you know everybody has their own ideas of, of what that means and different words that they use for that. Uh, so I'll just keep that nice and, and general and generic. So hypnotherapy, again, is a term that I don't like using and I prefer to use the term guided meditation. But this guided meditation um, is something that works more like a dialogue as opposed to me just um, speaking ideas to you and having you follow my suggestions or my invitations to explore different imagery. Um, the guided meditation Though it begins in that way where I am going to um, invite you to relax through a number of different inductions and relaxation techniques uh, that are also designed to help uh, strengthen your own sense of self, your own protection, uh, your own safety, and to invite you to experience uh, deeper aspects of yourself. Um, I'll invite you to imagine uh, a light a color of your choice that will uh, grow from within you and come out to uh, expand into a shield or a force field or more like a filter that will prevent the unwanted or unuseful information from getting through and will allow anything that is for your highest good through. So there's all of these aspects that are going to be part of the induction process that will lead you into a deep state of relaxation and also help you to kind of create the stage for the journey that we're going to be going on. And the reason that I say we are going on this journey is because 
I am relying on you to communicate with me throughout the experience so that I'm aware of where you are, what's happening, what you're experiencing. And then I can provide recommendations or I can ask questions that will help you to get the most out of your experience. Fundamentally, the role that I want to focus on is to help you re-experience your innate well-being and remember that ultimately you are source energy. And these are terms that are quite large and big terms and for most of us difficult for us to accept. And so part of the experience of allowing ourselves to relax and to experience uh, aspects of our spiritual past reminds us of that um, in, a, in a firsthand experience, which is really powerful, really helpful, really useful, um, and oftentimes very beautiful. Um, your experience is driven by your higher self and your spiritual team. They're the ones that decide what information is going to be shared with you, what images or experiences or scenes you will um, remember, experience. And they're also the ones that I'm going to be relying on during or after the fact to help connect the dots as to what is the relevance of the experience that's being shared with you and how that relates to your current experience of life, how that relates to the lessons you're working on, to your life purpose, to your life goals, to your life challenges. Um, and again, very much focused on where you are today, what is happening in your life today, and how we can learn information from your spiritual journey that is relevant and appropriate for you to get the most out of your experience at this point in time. Um, we can set the intention for wanting to go into a past life, for example, but it's possible that we never get to a past life. Uh, your uh, spiritual team, which will always include your higher self. If I ever refer to a spiritual team, I'm always including your higher self as part of that mix. Sometimes I will speak of them as separate, always together. Um, but even if I just refer to your spiritual team, your higher self is an integral part of that team. Um, so I never uh, exclude your higher self from the, the, the process. Um, so what I was saying is that we can set the intention to go into like a past life regression, for example. And when we get to a point where you cross that threshold and I invite you to be there now, to be in the scene from the most relevant lifetime that's appropriate for you to remember today, it's possible that you tell me that what you see is yourself in a free fall of white, loving, healing energy. And then the rest of the conversation follows from there. Uh, I will ask you questions that help you understand the meaning behind it, what's, what, what's coming through. I will invite uh, messages to be shared with you to help us understand what the significance of that um, metaphor is. You can also have experiences where you um, find yourself in front of a very large dove, and that dove represents your, your primary spiritual guide, and the rest of the conversation is based around 
um, the messages that are being shared between yourself and your guide as your guide flies you around different scenes and shares different things with you. Um, and these are actual examples of people that I've worked with. Or we are actually go into the intention of going into a past life. Um, and how the past life is actually experienced, it could be a single life. I've had people bounce across different lifetimes with the same message, just in different moments. I've had people bounce in and out between a metaphoric description or story that is being presented to them that has a message behind it. And then periodically they bounce into alternative li uh, lifetimes that they've experienced that are supporting the messages that are being shared. Um, so there's no right way or wrong way to, to experience this. The other thing that a lot of people um, aren't necessarily aware of, aren't familiar with, and could potentially create some resistance is the expectation of it being like a movie. Now, there are some people that will experience spiritual regressions like a movie, where it's very visual and emotionally charged and dialogue and all the expectations and experiences of a movie-like environment. Uh, but there are others, or there might be other times, because it could be the same person having different experiences at different times. At other times, it might be more of just a knowing or a felt sense of what's happening without necessarily having the visuals or auditory cues uh, to support it. Regardless of how it comes through, I'm going to invite you to be open and aware of all your senses, to not necessarily focus on what you're seeing, but to pay attention to what you're experiencing. What are you sensing is happening within you and around you? And I'm going to lean towards those types of uh, descriptive words. I more often than not, don't use what do you see, what do you hear, what do you feel. I tend to prefer using what are, what are the impressions around you, what are you experiencing, what are you sensing, things of that nature. Um, regardless of where your awareness goes during these experiences, these spiritual journeys, I always uh, want to remind you that um, even if you are completely identified with whatever persona you're remembering or experiencing, whatever dimension you are reliving, experiencing, or even going to, the fact that we are experiencing this together as humans means that it's effortless for you to continue communicating with me, regardless of where you go in your mind and in your awareness you're always easily and effortlessly able to verbalize your experience just like you would in a normal conversation and share that with me. That is what I'm going to be using as a guide. I am not the kind of facilitator at the moment where I see images of your experience before you describe them, or I get descriptions of your experience before you describe it, or I get a knowing of your description before you describe it. I don't have that experience as of yet. Maybe one day I will, totally open to it. But at the same time, I wouldn't rely on my own experience as a guide because this is your journey, your experience, and I am depending on you to share with me your experience for me to know where to take you next.
this is a dialogue again very much want to emphasize that this is a dialogue your experience what feels right for you what feels appropriate for you i'm going to feed off of that and i'm going to ask questions always open and expressive of that intention um but if there's anything that i propose that doesn't feel right or if we start going in a certain direction and all of a sudden you feel like mm, maybe that other scene that we were in isn't quite complete please 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 let me know or let your other facilitator know that you need to go back or you need to spend more time there or you need to explore that a little bit more or whatever it is that feels right for you uh to to experience um so this is a dialogue and it's very very important that you have the permission to speak and to share and to be a driver in your experience um, i'm here to help you have your experience i'm not here to give you the experience i'm not here to interpret your experience for you that is not my role in any way shape or form my role as a facilitator is to help you navigate uh, maneuver through the experience that you're having in a way that I intuitively sense will help you get the most out of the experience. Um, it is natural during the journey to have ups and downs in your level of awareness and your depth of relaxation and your depth of trance, however you want to um, refer to it or speak about it. It is natural to have ups and downs uh, your conscious awareness might come into play at some point in time. If that happens, not a big deal, not a problem at all. Um, I will invite you and remind you to um, relax your conscious awareness, allow your awareness to be an observer and to continue making notes and really being attentive to the experience so that you can remember it after the fact and so that you can go back to it more easily after the fact so your conscious awareness has a very important role um, and if there is something that your conscious awareness wants to say and in, speak out or participate in absolutely we will honor that we will respect that we will discuss it address it but at the same time i am going to go back to inviting you to relax into your emotions relax into your feeling state relax into your expansive awareness state and to allow your conscious awareness again to go back into the observer point in my own experiences when my conscious awareness jumps in i don't give it much importance i start saying what i need to say or what i want to say and as i do that I feel myself going back into my state of trance. Um, and then I continue with receiving the messages or speaking um, the messages that are that are coming to me at that at that deeper level. So I don't give it a lot of importance, but I do respect it and honor it um, and appreciate it. So if it does come out, it does come through. Um, not a problem whatsoever. Uh, there are others in the industry that don't agree with that perspective. But that has just been my experience, both as a traveler as well as a facilitator. Um, so I just want to share that with you. Um, allow the messages to be revealed 
as they are coming in, give them space as opposed to jumping in on a message right away and looking to connect dots or to interpret or to make references. It's really about allowing the message to come through and to allow the message to come through in pieces. Not everything is going to come right away. And if we start looking to identify the first part of the message or to focus on the first part of the message, we can innocently distract ourselves from allowing that space and just being present to the continuation of that message as it continues to be presented and builds and drops in time. Um, so really allow yourself to, to give that space. Uh, this also reminds me to mention the idea that the harder you try, the harder it is. So if you're trying to see something, if you're trying to understand something, if you're trying to make sense of something, that trying element innocently creates resistance. And again, I'll invite you during the session to minimize that or to move away from that as much as possible. Being present, being open, allowing giving the message room to materialize, uh, following your first impressions. Uh, these are all very important things in allowing the message to come and to build itself on itself. Now, the first impressions is something that's really important as well. On occasions, it's very easy for us to get a felt sense of something, but then it doesn't fall into a framework of what we expect. So we say to ourselves, no, that doesn't, maybe that's not right. I'm going to wait for something else. And though there is a lot of value in being present and giving space for things to materialize, I also invite you to follow your first impression, even if it's not really solid or it doesn't feel totally 100% right. But you just have the sense that, you know, you're you're a guy, you're, I don't know, about seven years old, and it doesn't quite make sense to you, but that's just the impression that you get. Definitely go with that, share that, speak that. Um, and then from there it'll it'll build. Um we experience other lives, planets, dimensions, other forms. Um, and I kind of talked about this a little bit when I was speaking about allowing all of the senses to work and not really focusing on one or another. And the reason that this is important is because most of us on this planet, not everyone, but most of us on this planet have experienced other dimensions, other life forms, uh, either physically or energetically before or even during our experience here on earth. So, our experience during a spiritual regression could very easily land us in a planet that doesn't seem like Earth, an atmosphere that doesn't seem familiar to the Earth atmosphere, um, suns or moons that don't align with Earth, different things like that, a physical body that isn't a human body. And as fantastical as these ideas may be again just go with it allow that first impression to form without judgment without criticism without analysis imagine that this is a, 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 a experience of imagination and creativity 
and that the messages and meanings that are being shared with you by your spiritual team are being presented in this way. Whether or not this was an actual life that you've lived or are living, um, or if it is purely a metaphoric journey, ultimately the message that is being shared during these experiences is really what we're looking for. There is going to be a felt sense knowing of the experience, and I cannot speak to you of that. I can only speak of my own experience, and everybody has their own felt sense of the experience. But I can almost guarantee that when you are going through these experiences, you will have a felt sense knowledge of the validity of the experience, regardless of how fantastical it might seem. Um, there's a lot of mythology that we live with our society that we believe is mythology. Um, there are aspects of reality within that mythology. There are different dimensions where our mythology is a reality. And so it's very difficult for, for me to say what is true or what is not true. And I don't really want to go that path. What I want to emphasize and really drive home is again the idea that the message behind however it is that it is being presented is what's important and really relevant for you to experience. So really be open and allow the first things to come. Be present in the moment. Allow any aspect of your senses to inform you as opposed to being focused on either one way or this is the right way or this doesn't seem real or anything of that nature. So if those ideas pop up in your mind, just let them go without judgment, just release them and just go back to being present and allowing, receiving, being uh, receptive to whatever your spiritual team wants to share with you. A couple of things that I want to mention here that are somewhat related to this is that time is not linear. It is not how we experience it in our human world of past, present, future in a timeline. Um, time isn't um, as structured as that. It appears to be that way in our experience here on Earth um, through our human experience. But the reality is that time is more circular. Time is more of a spiral that brings back into itself. Um, I don't fully understand it. I don't claim to understand it. I am sharing information that Spirit has shared with me through a number of friends who channel my own experiences, uh, speaking with Spirit, um, working with uh, the people that I work with and their guides and the descriptions that they give. But again, what I want to highlight here is that time is not linear. So if you experience a lifetime that appears to be in the past, that's not to say that it's a past lifetime or a future lifetime. It's not to say that it's truly happening in the future. That is a human construct that we utilize within our current experience of life, though that is beginning to shift. We're going into an experience of life where time is more fluid uh, less structured um, as we've been living it in the past, which is really exciting to, to think about and to play with. But again, that's another that's another discussion altogether. Um, but the reason that I want to bring this up is because 
if you come into a lifetime where you find yourself being a five-year-old boy in Russia that was born in um, uh, 2010, uh, how can that be? You're alive right now, and yet you're experiencing a lifetime in Russia in 2010 or 2015, given that you're five years old. There's a lot of parallel lives that we live, and those parallel lives fall within the different aspects of what we refer to as a timeline. And they can all happen simultaneously, concurrently. And I won't really go much more into that. But again, just the invitation to be open to whatever comes and whatever presents itself. It could be a parallel life, could be a past life, could be a future life, um, could be a life in a different dimension, in a different planet, in a different life form. Just be open to whatever comes. It could also be an experience on Earth as a different life form. Have it be an animal or have it be um, from the fairy world whatever term you want to use, like leprechaun or gnome or fairies, um, sprites. There's different creatures that exist within our earthly realm, but are in a different dimensional level where we don't physically see them or relate to them, most of us. But that's not to say that you haven't experienced a life as one of these beings on earth just not as a, a human form. So again, really be open to whatever comes up. I can't emphasize that enough. It's a wonderful journey of exploration of magic that has no limits. It has no boundaries. And the more open we are to that experience, the easier it is for our spiritual team to communicate with us in different ways. So it's a lot of fun to kind of play with and explore. Um, if you experience an emotionally intense experience, what do we do? First and foremost, some people have the fear or the concern that they're going to experience a lifetime where they were a horrible, horrible person and they did horrible, horrible things. Or they were a victim that experienced horrendous things that were done to them. And I can almost definitely 100% say that all of us in some way, shape, or form have experienced being a perpetrator or being a victim. We have all experienced being an abuser, and we have all experienced being abused at all different levels from minor to extreme. Um, I've, I've even heard Spirit talk about how even if we look at our existent life, we can find examples of all of these things within our current life without even having to go into alternate lifetimes. So whatever comes up is, again, what your team is sharing with you because this is the information that's most relevant for you. There's nothing that's going to be presented to you that you are not ready to face, to let go of, to resolve. There's nothing that's going to come up that, uh, that puts you in any harm in any way, shape, or form. Um, your uh, human body, your conscious awareness, um, your spiritual experience are all working together for you to remember or to be presented with information that's relevant to you. And 
you are always going to be in a safe environment, not only within yourself, the environment that I help to create. I invite beings of light to help create and support a safe and protective environment. So there's multiple layers of protection and safety and assurance and support that are built into these sessions, both from yourself, the intentions that you set, the intentions that I set, the things that I invite you to set along the way and to remember along the way, and the intention that I set with uh, the spiritual team and the spiritual realm for how it is that we want to experience and to create the space for us to experience a spiritual journey for you. So if you experience something that is really emotionally intense, I'm going to trust that you will know what you can experience and what you're able to experience. At any point in time, if you are identified with the being that you're experiencing that through, at any point in time, you can step out and observe the scene like a movie or a play. I will remind you of that if something like this comes up. But that's something that you can do on your own at any point in time in terms of identifying and personifying with the individual that you're experiencing seeing things through their eyes, experiencing things through their senses as if it was you, and or you can observe it from above or from the side. There's no right way or wrong way once again, and you are in complete freedom to bounce in and out of that as you wish. If you are experiencing something intense, I will remind you of this. I will remind you that you will have that you always have that protective light that is surrounding you and working as a force field and a filter. And I would remind you that you are guided and supported by your spiritual team that loves you and knows you and has all the faith in the world that you have the capacity and the ability to face whatever it is that they're sharing with you. So during the experience of the scenes, I may invite your higher self or your primary guide or someone else from your team to help us understand the significance of the experience. Or I may wait until the end where I invite that dialogue so that we can really integrate the information as it relates to your current life. I will rely on their information, on their analysis, on their interpretation, on asking them questions around the message that they would like you to get from that scene, what is important, what is relevant, what is significant for you to take away from that experience, how does that relate to your current life, how does it um, help you and assist you in the things that you're currently working with. So that's always my intention. I will always go back to that. There will be times when your spiritual team may want to share things with you that are private, Um, feel free to not share that with me. I will invite you to share as much as you can because of the benefit of the recording so that that information is present when you go back and listen to it for you to be triggered and to remember the more details you share, the easier it will be for you to go back into that experience or to reconnect with that vibration so that you can allow yourself to communicate with your team Um, for your team to communicate with you. So the more information you share, really the better. Uh, 
Um, but again, there might be times when either you're experiencing something that's really difficult to put into words, or you just don't feel like it's appropriate to share, or I've invited your spiritual team to have a private conversation with you. Even when I've invited people to have private conversations, there's even times when they'll share something about that with me. I leave that entirely up to you. Again, there's no right or wrong. I want to create a space where your team can communicate with you individually and privately, where I, as the observer, am not interfering. And very important, I will remind you throughout the experience to really lean into the feeling of what you're experiencing. Again, this will help you to reconnect in the later date. It'll help you to integrate the information, to really ground the information into your, your conscious awareness by really noticing how the experience feels. What's the felt sense of the experience? How does the experience feel? What are you sensing? What's the sense of the message that you're getting? Um, I have a guide, for example, that communicates with me through emotion. Very rarely does he communicate with me through words. He will share an emotion or a feeling with me, and I then interpret that feeling and emotion into a language. And when you have an experience, powerful, beautiful, impactful experiences, I'm going to invite you to really lean into those, to really feel them, to reflect on them internally to allow your awareness to expand into that experience more fully. Again, I will do everything in my power not to interpret things for you, not to propose my own interpretations. I'm going to do everything I can to remain clean in the facilitation so that everything is left up to you and your guides and for them to help you identify and for them to share they know how your human mind works. They know how your energetic body works. They know how your spiritual body works and the relationship between them. They know everything about the lessons that you've been working on, the meanings that you apply to things. They know you so fully and completely and intimately. They're the ones that are in the best position to provide us or you with the guidance that's relevant for you to experience. So I'm going to really lean on them for that. Having said this, there's going to be times when I am prompted an interpretation over and over and over again. When this happens and it's persistent enough in my own experience, I am going to bring it up. I will do my best to bring it up in a way where I am honoring that relationship between you and your spiritual team. I will say something like, I get the impression that A, B, C, and D. I'm curious if you can help elaborate on that or clarify on that or address that. And I'm asking that question again to your higher self or your primary guides. Um, though I said that I don't, experience your experience beforehand i am working very closely with my spiritual team i am open to having your spiritual team influence my intuition communicate with me through my intuition i honor that as best as i can 
there will be times when I will challenge them. Um, part of my role as a facilitator is to help you get the most out of the experience. And if there is any resistance, have it be from yourself, from your conscious awareness, from your own beliefs, or from your spiritual team, I'm going to be doing everything in my power to help us get past that or to help us get answers, even if it's not what we are asking for, but to get answers that will be useful or helpful. There are times when we're asking a question that your team knows they cannot answer, because if they give you that information, it's going to influence you in a way that might not be helpful for your, 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 your greater good. And again, they know that much more so than you or I consciously will in our level of understanding as we are right now. So if I ask a question and your team is unwilling to answer it, I will ask the question in a different way. I will ask a similar question, but coming in from a different direction. I may need to negotiate with them. And again, I do this very respectfully. I will challenge them respectfully, but only to a certain point, because again, I rely on their uh, knowledge and uh, their authority on knowing what's best for you. Any resistance that comes up has an intention and has a purpose. And I fully believe that and I respect that. And so again, I'm going to do what I can to work through any resistance, to help you work through any resistance. But ultimately, I'm going to respect if the boundary is so solid that we cannot go through it, perfectly okay. It, it just means that that's what needed to be presented. And then we'll work at it differently. And maybe we go at it later on, or maybe we need to do more work in your humanity so that we can explore your spirituality. So there's different ways, there's different things that can come up um, that we need to work on before um, information is shared with you at that level. Um, but again, we cross that bridge when we get there and there's no right way or wrong way. Everything that is presented has a purpose, has a meaning, has a benefit. Fully believe that 100%. The intention that I set for the work that we do is I rely on your team to drive the entire experience. I am working with them or even for them for you to have your experience um, through my facilitation. This is a collaborative effort, which is kind of what I'm getting at, where you're involved, I'm involved, your spiritual team is clearly involved, my spiritual team is also involved. Sometimes I bring in my spiritual team to help and assist, to provide information, to, pro to provide insights. And it is a collaboration between all of us. And, and I, I appreciate that. I respect that. Um, I do follow my intuition and my own guidance, uh, like I say, and I will do everything I can to remain clean. If there's any impression that I am proposing, I will be very clear about the fact that it's my impression or I get a feeling of something, or I get a sense of something, and I'm being driven to bring it up as a speaking point, or as a challenge, or as a question for them to clarify or to elaborate. Um, so that's the way that I work. Some logistics. Breaks are not a problem at all. So if 
We do a past life regression session. Those typically go an hour and a half to two hours, give or take. Kind of the one and a half to 145 tends to be the sweet spot. On occasions, they go a little bit longer and on occasions, they're a little bit shorter. But say an hour and a half, give or take, is kind of like the sweet spot. The in-between lives or life-between life sessions tend to be anywhere from three to five hours, again, give or take. When it starts going into the longer parts of those sessions, I will always be checking in with your human experience to make sure that you're still uh, able to continue, that you're alert, that you're not too tired. Um, And so there's always that checking in with your human experience to make sure that we're not overdoing it. If we need to take a break, have it be a bathroom break. If somebody knocks on the door, somebody walks into the room and distracts you from the experience, um, whatever the case may be, if we need to take a break from the journey, not a problem whatsoever. There's no um, resistance that needs to be created around it. It is very easy for us to go back into exactly where you were or even deeper. All I'm going to be doing is inviting you to take a few deep breaths. Allow yourself to relax, allow yourself to expand your awareness once again, and I'll invite you to go back to the last scene that we were at. I might use language that's relevant that you shared with me about the scene to help you kind of reconnect with it. But most importantly is really just allowing yourself to just take a couple deep breaths and going in. There's a technique in hypnosis called fractionation which is uh, putting somebody into a trance state, waking them up, trance state, waking them up, trance state, waking them up, trance state. Every time that they go into a trance state, they go deeper and they go into it faster and easier. And so this is just another example of that. Um, If we need to take a break, not a big deal. Let me know. I will invite you to slowly come back into your present moment, opening your eyes softly and easily becoming alert and aware so that you can do what you need to do. You do what you need to do, or I need to do what I need to do. Sometimes I need to take a break because my body decides that it needs to go to the bathroom. And once we come back and we get back together, I will just again invite you to take a couple deep breaths and to go back where you are. It's really as simple as that. If there's a drop in the connection, because we're working remotely through the internet, if there's a drop in the connection, same thing. Take your time. We'll reconnect. Once we reconnect, we'll go back to where to where we last were. If there are moments of silence where I ask you a question or I invite you to go somewhere and there's a lot of silence on your part, I am going to say something like, take your time, just let me know when you're ready or just let me know when you're there. Take your time. No hurry. Let me know when you're there. The reason I do this is twofold. First and foremost, I want to remind you that I'm still here, that the connection didn't get dropped. Again, because your eyes are closed and you're experiencing your experience. If there's a long silence, it might be because the connection dropped. And I want to reassure you that I'm still there. So I will remind you, still here. No worries. Take your time. And the second part of that Again, is just to remind you that the more you communicate with me, the easier it is for me to facilitate you, to help you get to where you want to get to. Some people are very self-guided where they don't need a lot of feedback. And 
it's just a question of me reminding you to speak to me and to share with me what's happening. Other people need a little bit more guidance. And again, it, it can vary from session to session. The same person can have very different experiences, um, one session to the next. And again, there's no right way or wrong way. How we communicate with your spiritual team. Again, there's different ideas of this with my colleagues. I will ask questions of your spiritual team and how they respond back to me through you is up to them and you. So if they give you the answer for you to relay it back to me, so my team says, blah, blah, blah. Or if they are speaking through you and speaking directly to me through you, Either way, it's happening through you. You're aware of it. You're hearing it. You're experiencing it. There's no right way or wrong way in that either. And I've also been told by guides that it also depends on the guide. Some guides prefer to speak through you and other guides prefer to speak to you telepathically and then to have you communicate to me. And so it really depends. And again, there's no right way or wrong way. I'll just respond to however uh, it presents. Um, with regards to comfort, it is going to be a long session, especially the in-between live sessions. Uh, like I say, those can be three to five hours. The shorter sessions, you know, kind of one and a half to two hours, it'll be important for you to be comfortable, for you to be warm, for lighting to be appropriate. If you know that the sun comes in the window later on, and you're in a session and the sun is beaming into your face, if that's going to cause a distraction, put the shade down or, you know, move the curtain over or whatever. If there is some kind of a distraction like that, and I feel that you're getting distracted, I will invite you to come out, do what you need to do, and then go back in. More often than not, it's not an issue, but I will, again, respond to how you are responding to the experience. Very important for you to be comfortable and warm. Some people prefer to be seated in a chair or in a comfortable recliner. Others like being more lying down on a bed or a couch. I personally like having my, my head rested on something so that I'm not holding my head up. But there are times when I will lift off and, and be more upright um, in my own personal experience. Um, there, again, there's no right or wrong. I've had people start one way and then throughout the session, they shift to another position that they find more comfortable, more appropriate at that time. Again, no right way or wrong way, but very important for you to be comfortable and to follow what feels right to you and your body. Please use a wired headset if you can. Using a battery powered headset, uh, if the battery dies, it's going to be hard for us to communicate. Make sure that the laptop that you're working with is plugged into the wall, not just plugged into the adapter, but make sure the plug is actually connected to the wall. I've had that happen before where the laptop was plugged in, but it wasn't plugged into the wall and the battery died and um, created a, a break for us. And the benefit of the wired headset also is that it helps put the microphone closer to your voice. When we go into deep states of relaxation, we tend to speak more quietly. And having a microphone closer to you will um, just make it easier for me to hear you. 
if I can't hear you or for whatever the reason there is uh, difficulty in understanding you, I will simply ask you to repeat yourself or I will ask you to speak a little bit louder. Again, not only for me to understand, but also so that it's clear in the recording for you to understand yourself later on. When I do my sessions, I bring in my external microphone and I put it in really close so that when I start speaking really quietly, the person that I'm working with can still hear me. Um, but I understand that not everybody has these external microphones with a boom. Um, um, but in any case, a, a wired headset is oftentimes best. Um, preparation. Hydrate yourself. Being well hydrated doesn't mean drinking a liter of water before the session. Being well hydrated means 24 or 48 hours before drinking a lot of water during that time, during that period, so that your cells are well hydrated from the inside. Shortly before a session, I tend not to want to drink a lot of water because, again, I don't want to, I would rather not have to take a break if I don't have to. Um, so, I, and I will invite you to do the same. Make sure you go to the bathroom before the session. For the longer sessions, I will remind you and also invite you to try again. Before we get started, let's both go to the bathroom and try again, see if something else comes out. Again, just to prepare ourselves for a potentially longer session. Give yourself a lot of time and space before the session to prepare for it mentally, emotionally, and physically. And also allow yourself time afterwards, very, very important afterwards to allow yourself to just sit and settle with a lot of the information that's going to be presented. Oftentimes, it can be a ton of information um, or very powerful, very meaningful, very intense information. And so give yourself time afterwards to just settle and allow that to integrate uh, softly and gently. So very, very important to do that. I will send you a questionnaire beforehand. Some questions that are really important to kind of focus on are the questions that you would like to ask your spiritual team, your desired state, your current state, and um, things of that nature are helpful for me to bring into a conversation with your team so that I can understand what you want to get out of the whole conversation, the session where you're at, at the moment in your life, um, what you're working with, what you're interested in what you're striving for, things of that nature are helpful for me to know so that I can question around that and utilize that in the conversation with your, with your guides uh, or your higher self. And also the people that are really important for you in your lifetime. That's sometimes helpful for me to know, especially if you make a reference to them during the session. If you mention someone that I'm not familiar with, I may ask you who they are. And even if I do have the list, I may not want to refer to it, and I might just ask you who they are nonetheless. So not critical, but helpful for me to have a list of the important people in your life. I'm going to send you a working agreement that, again, just kind of highlights the expectation of the way that I like working with people, what, can, what you can expect with regards to the recording, to the sessions, um, the level of investment that you are putting into the work yourself and things of that nature. And I'm also going to send you information about listening to my meditations or my meditation. 
I am going to create more meditations as time goes, and I will share those accordingly. But I am going to send you to the episode within the podcast of a long meditation that I did, about a 45-minute meditation that I did, that goes into four different stages that are all one following the other. The value of all this is so that you can start getting a feel for the way that I speak, the tone of voice, the pace that I like working with. You will get an idea of, and you've already got an idea of that from this conversation, um, but you'll get a, an idea of what I will do and how I go into um, guiding you through the journey. So that's really helpful. After the session, I'm going to invite you to write down what you remember while it's still fresh on your mind, especially those things that were shared with you in private or the parts that were difficult for you to express to me um, or any insights that you get that you want to make sure that you write down so that you have a written record as a reference later on. Um, it could be, could be very helpful. So I'll, I'll um, encourage you to do that. I will invite you to really hydrate yourself after the spiritual session as well. Going through an, uh, a spiritual journey does utilize energy. I do invite the energy of life to power us uh, throughout this experience, um, but it does utilize energy, both yours and mine to go through the journey. And water is energy. And so by drinking a lot of water afterwards, it just helps to re-energize our body from, from the spiritual experience. Dreams, flashes, and additional insights are likely to come, especially during a quiet mind. Like if you reflect or if you're meditative, you're taking a walk, you're showering, you're driving where you're not really thinking a lot and your mind is kind of quiet and settled in a meditative state very often those experiences will elicit additional information or flashes um, dreams for a few days or many days after a session are very common something really really important to bring up um, when we go into these spiritual journeys it, what we end up doing is we end up reducing the perceived veil of separation between our human and our spirit. The perceived veil of separation is something that we've created in our human experience innocently, both because our society was teaching that, um, but also because energetically, historically, our human bodies were different than they are now. Um, in the last weeks, months, recent years, our bodies have been evolved, evolving so that we can handle and manage and support much more energy and to experience much higher levels of vibration than what our human bodies were able to do in the past. What this means is we are now in a position on our planet where we are able to experience anything and everything that we can imagine without any limitations. The only limitations are the beliefs that we are still holding on to. Beyond that, our planet has evolved and our bodies have been upgraded so that we can experience much higher levels of awareness, 
much more easily, much more deeply, much more profoundly than we could have five days ago, five weeks ago, five years ago, 50 years ago. So the reason that I bring this up is by going through a spiritual journey, have it be a life between lives, have it be a past life, have it be something else. Regardless of what the experience is, what we're doing is we're reminding you that you are connected to your higher self, that you have access to that information. And the invitation is for that connection to remain afterwards, going forwards. Now, I am, believe me, I am human as I know all of us are, and we all innocently have our perceived limitations that we've created and or are working to let go of. Um, some of us have more than others. Again, there's no right or wrong. It is our journey. It is our experience. It is our process. But the invitation is there for us to allow that connection with source energy, have it be our higher self, our spiritual guides, um, our loved ones, for that connection to remain and for that connection to strengthen and to build upon um, as a result of these spiritual journey sessions. It is not uncommon for the human mind to try and make sense of the experience after the fact, especially when it's a very fantastical experience. It's not uncommon for our humanity to start to question that because it can't be put into a nice structure that it has a reference for, it may start creating doubts or it may start creating some aspect of separation from it. I will invite you to go back to and lean into the experience itself, which is part of the reason that I will emphasize it during the experience. But trust in yourself during the experience, lean into that experience. And if your human afterwards starts to invite the possibility of doubt, that's okay too. Be patient and be understanding and be loving of that. And I will, again, I will remind you and invite you to go back to the experience. Listen to the recording, read your notes, lean into the emotional experience or the, 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 the feeling state, the sense state that um, you experience during the scenes, during the journey to remind you of the depth of that experience. Um, this is an energetic experience. And this is the last thing that I'm going to say. Very, very important for you to recognize this, that what is shared with you in terms of words is important. The meaning that is communicated with you is important. However, even much more important is to recognize that this is an energetic experience. There is a lot of information that is made available to you and shared with you when we go into these states of relaxation where we invite your higher self and your spiritual team to communicate to you and through you. There's a ton of information that is made available to you. Um, and it's made available to you energetically even if your conscious mind isn't able to recognize it or even understand it, there's a lot more that happens energetically during these experiences than you will I will consciously become aware of. And again, at many different levels of our experience.
there's something that I wanted to mention earlier, which I was just prompted to bring up again. I was going to avoid it because I didn't want to bring it up. Um, but it just popped in my head again, completely out of context. So going back to the idea that time is not linear, there are people that will say that we experience all of our lifetimes at once simultaneously, and that there is no beginning, there's no end, there's no separation of time and space, and that all of our lifetimes are being experienced momentarily. Personally, I came across something through a book written by Shannon Johnson, who, if you've been following my podcast, you're familiar with her. She's one of my friends, and she's spoken uh, with us a couple times. Um, in her book, Spirit describes the idea that we live a block of lives that are relevant to a specific lesson that we're working on. So we will select or choose 35, 15, 50, 70, 10, 5 lives that are focused on a specific lesson that we are looking to learn or to deepen or to understand. And that block of lives are lived simultaneously. Now, that resonates with me. The idea that I'm living or have lived or will live the entirety of my experience in a moment doesn't resonate with me. I'm not saying it's true or isn't true. I, I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. But what resonates with me is this idea that we live a block of lives and that block of lives is related to a lesson that we're working on. Okay. Something else that I rarely share with people, but I'm prompted to share it now. And I apologize, this has gone a lot longer than I would have thought, but I'm just following the, the energy here. Um, when we work with an alternate life in a spiritual journey, one of the things that we do is we align our conscious awareness of this lifetime with that lifetime and we share information. So a case study that I've been working on that I haven't completed of my own journey, of my own experience, being facilitated by a friend of mine, I learned and recognized after the fact that what I have been learning with regards to the three principles and all of the spiritual growth that I've done in Daniel's lifetime was relevant and helpful for that lifetime. And so all of the challenges that I experienced as that woman, knowing what I know now, those challenges wouldn't have had the same impact on her if she knew what I know now. And so by going into that lifetime, what I did was I took my conscious learning from Daniel and I connected it to the conscious learning of that lifetime. And so we shared information where I influenced her and she influenced me. Um, and so again, whether or not this is actually what's happening, I cannot say that for a fact, but that is the impression that I got. And that is the description that was given to me after the fact. 
the day after. Um, that was information that was shared with me through my own knowing. Um, is this relationship between the synergy of learning and lessons during our conscious lifetimes by, and we can do this at any point in time, and we can do this without the need for a spiritual journey. And we will get to a point where we can do this more consciously, more easily as a collective global community. For the time being, these spiritual journeys facilitate that process, make that easier, make it easier to connect with and to relate with and to be exposed to information and learnings and experiences that are all influencing our current experience of life today. Um, and so with that, I will bring this conversation to an end. Thank you very much for listening to me. Um, hopefully this information has been useful, whether again, um, as I say, if you decide to work with me or if you decide to work with somebody else, hopefully this information will give you a really good solid foundation so that you can get the most out of the experience. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me, lifebeyondform.com. I will include the link to my website, as always, in the description of the episode. Um, and um, thank you again very much. I, I am working on a couple interviews that are really exciting. Um, I am looking to bring back Shannon Johnson uh, in the near future as well. So hopefully in the next few weeks, we'll have some really, really cool interviews. And again, I still haven't finished off the free online course that I'm working on, um, dictating to you guys um, or reading out loud to you guys, I guess is the correct, the correct term. Um, I think we're up to lesson seven um, and there's nine lessons. So three more lessons to go. So I'm still, that's still in the works. I, I will, I will continue with that. I promise. Um, again, any questions, feel free to reach out. Lots of love to you guys. And I look forward to talking to you hopefully next week. Lots of love. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you heard something new that invites you to reflect, to go within and deepen your own understanding of life and of our universal experience. If you enjoyed this conversation, please follow the podcast series on your favorite listening app and share this episode with others that you feel would enjoy it as well. Until next time, May we all soar with inspiration, explore with passion, and live with love.